0: Just being honest. The JBH podcast. Let's rock this. Welcome to the Just Be An Honest Podcast. The JBH podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle. By providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food. Whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Guys, I want to share with you a clean beauty line that I just added to my personal brand. It's called Beauty Counter my mission with adding beauty counter to my brand is quite simple i value the importance of getting safer products into the hands of everyone many ingredients commonly used in the personal care industry have been linked to cancer hormone disruption infertility and other health issues i find that unacceptable Beauty Counter has put together a list of more than 1,500 ingredients that are prohibited from their formulations. I believe that when we know better, we do better. So I am here to share some cleaner lifestyle products with you to enjoy and to continue your self-care routine with confidence because when you look good, you'll feel great. So, please enjoy all the information that you can find on their website, beautycounter.com forward slash Katherine Brown1. Okay, I am literally embracing my hands together because I am so excited for the opportunity to share our next guest with you. Ours in the wonderful world of just being honest because I think we're at a moment in life that we're all as a collective source (sighs) finally coming down to firm footing and realizing that we need a little bit more headspace. We need a little bit more physical space, whether that is not having people in your aura and just really embracing that. Um, Our next guest today is breaking down the barriers and we're going beyond the walls and learning exactly what that means. Okay, please keep following along. He's going to be talking about music and how it's It's basically his personal, entire, complete, whole expression. We're talking about, you know, don't suppress, express, and how we're going to do that. We're talking about the language of emotion. We're talking about creating and cultivating and really owning intimacy with Ourselves, Because if we don't hold intimacy or intimate moments with ourselves, how do you believe that we can hold space and hold energetic vibration and true intimacy for others around us? Our next guest tells us about how to move people to passion and purpose through music. And what happens in the mind when transcendence, did I say that right, forms throughout the body. So, I'm not going to introduce my guest until you get a little bit more surprised. I want him to introduce himself. I got to experience one of his events, one of his experiences. I was blown away to tears. And we're gonna take you through a little journey. You may be stuck at home, right? But we're gonna take you on a journey through the mind. It's called mind travel. So without further ado, enjoy this next episode with our guest. Soon to be shared, hang on tight, You just turned on the Just Being Honest podcast. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your lifestyle designer. Doesn't that just sound eloquent? Well, it can be because, uh, I'm just going to pitch myself. Guys, you know what? The honest truth, the honest reality is that we are in this you've heard it time and time again, new normal. And so you've been given basically a second, maybe even a third chance to really tap back and think to yourself, how do I want to really live my life? What do I really wanna put out there energetically of my personality? Who am I, right? Oh my gosh, sounds so deep, right? But it's actually quite easy to get where you wanna get to. Takes a little bit of hustle, a little bit of grime, but it all comes back to the calling in of unveiling your truth. So, I'm gonna pitch myself one more time and say that guys, I can help you get there and I am so excited to help you get there. Your first discovery call with me is absolutely free. So, let's start on The right page, mid-2020, but let's continue on on the the right track. I know you've made some changes. One of the changes that I've made in the past couple years is really deep dive um, awareness in meditation and where I'm holding space and how I'm holding space. I'm going to go further with that. Our guest today is... um, I'm not going to say his name quite yet, but, uh, and I'm going to let him kind of introduce himself, but he is basically, I would like to say, the mastery of headspace. Um, No, not the app, but the master of basically closing off every other sense around you and really getting in tune, ding, 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 with your inner harmony and your inner rhythm. So I don't want to say anything else. I just want to say that really tapping into my meditation and my intuitions that stemmed from that energy has profoundly transformed my life. So without further ado, we have Mary Hittery on the JBH podcast. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Cool. And look forward to this conversation.
0: Oh my gosh. So let me just tap back and um, before we kind of introduce exactly what your skill and your talent and your mission is, let's just tap back to how we met. I met Murray. I went to And I did a whole podcast about this, guys. You can tap back. I'll I'll get the episode for you. But I spent a beautiful day at the Four Seasons in Santa Barbara. I mean, talk about being in an oasis of nature. And the closing ceremony of all the activities that we did that day, which were based on self-care, self-awareness, you know, energetic powers, eating plant-based The closing number, the closing activity was us being taken into, I want to say, a different realm through Murray's um, musical talents. And he'll kind of paint a picture for you exactly what we went through and what he puts out there. But I just want to say, you know when you do yoga or you know when you're about to fall asleep and you for just a moment or two, you feel that slight sensation of just like, feel like you're floating almost. I feel like that's the sensation I got from that experience. So let's, before you kind of tell us more about your experiences, I wanna know, what was your childhood upbringing like?
1: Okay, well. Um,
0: Loaded question, here we yes, go. Yes,
1: yes, as a kid, you know, music was a part of my life since I was five years old. So it was a language that really grew and evolved with me as a very young human being. And I was a really shy kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in a Orthodox Jewish uh, neighborhood and community in Brooklyn, New York. And um, I had a very vast internal world. Uh You know, growing up that way, things are quite structured. You know, you go to a very kind of strict, private Jewish school, um, my family structure, everything, the community structure, everything was really had pretty defined boundaries, quite rigid. And so I very quickly developed this, you know, vast imagination and internal world to just imagine kind of what was out there beyond kind of the walls of where I grew up. And even though I grew up in New York City, growing up in this far side of Brooklyn, it could have been 5,000 miles from Manhattan, you know, the center of the world <laughs> from my point of view as a kid. So it was, um, it was really quite, you know, very local, very parochial, and uh, I always kind of wanted to, to know what was out there in the world. And music became this transporting mechanism for me um, very young it was a way for me to express myself, to express ideas that I didn't really have words for. And again, as, as a shy kid, um, I, I just couldn't express so easily with words, with language. Um, music became a much easier way for me to express myself. And pretty much in, in high school, I, I, I already knew I wanted to be a composer. I wanted to you know, I had my own voice through music in which to express um, and not just play music from, you know, other composers in the past. Uh, And that's eventually what I ended up studying formally at university in New York and uh, just really using music as a way to connect with my own emotions um, and then even beyond that to, as you mentioned, these kind of other realms, these other states of consciousness that are truly available through music.
0: I love that. And, like, so did you grow up with brothers and sisters?
1: Yeah, I was the second of five. Uh, and we all grew up with music, my, my mom especially. Uh, but, of course, both my parents, you know, supported, you know, classes and, you know, having us learn, uh, not so much to become professionals. It was more just to have exposure and the benefits um, of just kind of having music um, as part of your education growing up. Um, and so, you know, a lot of my siblings... You know, play kind of, you know, on their own now. I'm the only one who took it kind of professionally. Uh, so, but um, but yeah, music was a big part of our household. From the piano to string instruments, I grew up with the cello playing as well. My brother played the violin. My other brother played the cello as well. My sister played the harp and the piano, so we, we all grew up playing, um, you know, lots of instruments, and we played play together as a family on oh. occasions. And so, you know, music was definitely a big a big part of uh, our household.
0: I love that. I've in the past, I guess, couple years, I've really fallen in love with the cello, and um, I have a favorite artist, um, Garth Stevenson. I don't know if you've ever heard his work, but it's mm. oh, it's emotional. The yeah. cello is very emotional, I feel like. Yes. Um, the harp is beautiful as well. But um, I love that. So you knew. That's what. where I ask what your childhood upbringing is. Because I feel like even if someone is, maybe, maybe if someone's lost in life, like, what is my mission? What is my purpose? I always say, well, what did you like to do effortlessly? What brought yeah. you joy as a child? And usually that's... Bingo, like a very quick indication of that is your soul's calling. Maybe that is what you are here to uh, breathe life into other people. Um, So it's really, really miraculous and really cool that at such a young age, you understood that connection.
1: Yeah, and you know, when you do things as kids, certain skills, of course, as as a kid, um, whatever that skill may be, there's a facility and a dexterity with it and an ease and natural kind of flow with it that you get, um, it's really second nature because you're, mm-hmm. you're doing it as a five, six, seven, eight, 10 year old. And that's really hard to replicate, you know, as an adult mm-hmm. picking something up later on, not an impossible, but in terms of it's being second nature to you, just like automatic, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I pick up the cello or the piano, like it's automatic. Like I don't, I don't think about it. It's just something that is such a part of me, the mechanics of it, the muscle memory of it is such a part of me. And I think that lends itself to much more easily being a modality, a conduit that allows me to get into kind of a flow state way more easily than if I were to pick up, say, a new skill or pursuit today and try to achieve a flow state with it as an adult, right? Yeah. Uh, and certainly possible, but you'd have to kind of dedicate so many, you know, thousands of hours to it in order to develop that second nature, that extension of your somatic body. Right? I mean, the cello is just an extension of my body when I when I have it, you know, laying on my shoulder. Um, the same with the piano. It's it's. I'm sitting at the bench. I don't see it as separate from me. It, it's it's like just an extension of my hands and my body, um, and and of my voice. And mm. it just Kind of carries what's within me outwards into the world, um, but and that's something you really do get um, by by picking something up at such a young age, and why I'm so grateful to my parents for for introducing me to music. Um, so you know that's a really big part of it. You know, and you mentioned purpose, and you know when people ask me, kind of, you know, what am I up to? What what is my purpose? Um, You know, the word music is actually the last word in the sentence of of what I say. Uh, And what I tell people is that my purpose is to move people to passion, move people to purpose through music. So it's through music is how I happen to do it differently than, say, somebody else would. But ultimately, the goal is to use the music in order to open and truly move someone to their deepest connection. Um, and kind of like the experience that you had um, with, with the mind travel experience, th- that's really the idea is to get past that kind of boundary layer, that mask, uh, that wall that we all put up uh, strictly to survive, right? If it's as simple as that, uh, just to get through the day. We have so much coming at us. And so we have to have some level of armor on, Um, And over time, that armor can get to be really thick or we can maintain it at a healthy level. Um, But ultimately, if it becomes too much, it weighs us down and it becomes impenetrable. And the more impenetrable it becomes, we then start to see the effects of that, which include the lack of emotional connection, spiritual connection, intimacy, not just with others, but with ourselves. And that intimacy with ourselves is where it all has to begin, because unless we're in deep touch and contact with our own state, how can we in any way be empathetic to another's state, which is really what intimacy is all about? So, you know, everything happens in relationship. Everything exists in relationship. Music is the ultimate metaphor for that, right? Music is all about that relationship. So... Um, so it's all really about that deeper listening and using music, which is the language of emotion, right? It's, it's where words leave off, music picks up, right? When we don't have the words for something, we turn to music. And so that's really the power that music has on, on an emotional level and a physical vibrational level.
0: I have to admit something. I am a clean junkie. So... If you guys have known by now, if you've seen my website, if you've followed me on Instagram, you know that I'm always treating myself like the little guinea pig that could. I mean in the fact that I try out all the products you want to know about in regards to clean living, clean beauty, clean household items, non-toxic products, and just basically living the life full of authenticity. I have products out there and products that I suggest that will clean up your life. Yes, our keyword is clean. So if you want to know what I'm using that helps prevent against toxic chemical usage in your hormones, guys, we all know that hormone disruptors are out there, and our skin is the largest organ on our body. So what you put on your body goes into your body, goes into your internal organs. I'm talking uh, things I wanna help you prevent for cancer, um, autoimmune diseases, the list goes on and on and on. So if you wanna know what I'm using that's clean, that's really invigorating my lifestyle, I've tried it for you. So I have a list of favorites on my website on www.justbeinghonest.com. Remember, bean has no G. So it's J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N-H-O-N-E-S-T dot com. Yeah, um, I want to kind of piggyback on that statement and the fact that You know, language is an emotion. And, you know, I like to say, you know, even human beings, beings. Like, we are in a body, right? But we all carry a vibration. We all carry an energy, right? You can feel it. Like, you know, that term, like, oh, that person has bad vibes, you know? Like, so true. But the thing is, it's about when we tap into music, like, we all have a rhythm to life, right? Right? So we all vibrate on a different fre- frequency and that's why, um, you know, crystal ha- uh, sound healing bowls, um, they all have different frequencies, different tones, and they they go with different cellular aspects of the body. Um, so that's why exactly music is so transformative. Um, I'm gonna throw my sister out there, one of them actually, and, you know, she relates so much to music and she says, yeah, music is my religion. Um, you know, because like me, for an example, I'll use myself as an example. If I'm having a tough day or if I feel like I'm going through something rough and I listen to a certain song, it makes you cry, right? Where on another day that song, you could be like, I didn't hear it like that the other day. Yeah. Or say you're working on your taxes and you put your big noise-canceling headphones on, you listen to the concentration classical music, and you're, like, in the zone, in the flow, right? It all has a purpose. I love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and um, it's such an important uh, use of music, which is to feel, to feel through. Um, it's easy for us as human beings, again, because we're just trying to get through the day and the next day and the day after that. To suppress um, Mm. what we're feeling a lot of times, Um, if not because pragmatically we feel like we don't even have time to process it, because the second you leave work and you're stressed from that, you're in the car and you're driving, and then you get stressed from that, you have no time to express anything yet. You haven't felt any of it; it's just all sitting there. Then you get home and you got to cook dinner for the kids, you got to prepare stuff, you got to clean stuff, and before you know it, it's like you know 10 o'clock and you're exhausted and you just want to go to sleep. And so sleep becomes the only repair that you have, and a critical one at that. And then most of us actually don't even get enough sleep. So mm-hmm. then, And then the cycle starts again. So where do we kind of process and release all of that stuff? And there's incredible uh, unhealthy uh, connotations to us not releasing it, right? There's tremendous effects that are negative if we don't release it. All right, and we know all all of that. It can lead to disease, it can lead to all kinds of effects of accumulated stress in the body and stress hormones in the body. So we have to shift, right, from, from, you know, that nervous system that has us in that fight or flight to uh, a more rest and relaxation mode. So music, for me and so many others, is the ultimate language and the ultimate uh, vehicle to do that. Um, because it is so direct in its ability to evoke emotion mm-hmm. and to allow whatever is suppressed, whether it's from an hour ago or whether it's from 10 years ago, um, it has the ability to allow it to come up in a safe way, to recall it, and to express it outwards uh, and to really feel it out of you. I mean, it's something that I used in my, in my life personally um, for the simplest um, pain and stress and for the most profound kind of grief, you know, pain and stress as well. And it works equally across the board. Um, And there's very few things I know of that can do that. Yeah, you can talk to a friend or a therapist um, and that should be done in conjunction with music. Um, But there's a deeper layer that the music can get at that we may not even be conscious of. Um, And we can only state... Uh, through conversation whether it's through a friend family member or professional what we're conscious of by mm-hmm. definition uh, and so that's really the power of music to get into those darker shadowy areas of our of our psyche and allow it to be expressed um, we think of the mind like a like an iceberg where only 10% is visible above the surface of the water right and below the surface is 90% of the iceberg And that's really how our minds operate, right? Only 10% or so, a small fraction of our mind is conscious to us, Mm. that we're aware of it. And there's a vast amount of our psyche, the subconscious, which we're just not aware of. It's just operating. And it's kind of on this autopilot mode. And there's a lot there that if allowed to come up to the surface and release would just create miracles for us, absolute breakthroughs. Yeah. And of course, all that's connected to our bodies, Mm -hmm. right? You can't distinguish, you can't disconnect, you can't divorce um, our mind and our body. We are beings, we are mind-body beings, and one is directly linked to another. And so what happens in the mind expresses itself through the body. And so once we start processing stuff in the mind, suddenly there's effects, healthy effects on the body. Mm -hmm. Tension eases, right? Pain can dissolve, whether it's chronic pain or some other kind of pain. All kinds of things happen that are relating to our mindset and mind state.
0: Um, So I kind of want to – I'm about to read this book I just got called – the body keeps the score.
1: Oh, fantastic book. I love it. I fantastic. love that book.
0: Yeah. I like opened it up and I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, this book is dense. Like talk about no margins. Like it's like yeah. word page page. Uh, it's super the pages are super thin. I was like, I'm excited. I'm so excited.
1: Well, that, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, imagine look, you know, I have a tree right here behind me, right? And there's a and if you would have uh, uh, cut open the tree, which we would never want to do but right. <laughs> you cut up with the tree and you see the rings of right. the tree you can see its whole history right right everything the tree went through right each ring concentrically is its recorded history oh. of the weather of how much water nutrients all of that you know whether there were storms whether whatever it was is all recorded in the tree the body keeps the score right i mean all everything we go through is embodied um, in our physicality. Mm. So, you know, when w- the experience that you did with me in, at the Four Seasons um, and that we all share together in, in community um, was a, a combination of a silent walk. So I think we should maybe mention for people that mm-hmm. um, I create these experiences called Mind Travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the name of, 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 of a kind of a, a few different kinds of immersive music experiences. And the ingredients are usually some kind of element of nature, outdoor uh, experience, plus the music, um, some movement and community coming together. So we were at the Four Seasons in, uh, in uh, Santa Barbara. And the first thing we did was we put on these wireless headphones. And, you know, we had all of us in wireless headphones. And I was able to speak Um, and have the music go directly to the headphones. And it's completely silent out in the world, right? It's just my piano playing and my voice. And the first thing we did was we walked down to the beach, right, if you remember. And we we did about a 20-something minute walk up and down that beautiful beach in uh, Santa Barbara, uh, taking in the ocean, the sunset. And through that movement, right, we were able to not just exercise the body, But we were able to connect the mind and body and bridge the two through music. We were also able to bridge the external landscape, right? The way we see the world out there and the way we experience the world in here, in our minds, right? Those two seem to be quite distinct from each other in our everyday experience, right? There's stuff going on out in the world and there's stuff going on in my head, right? And they seem very separate. Now, the closer and the more we can merge the two so that there is no distinction between them, right? Meaning that everything out there and everything within me collapses, then we're truly in the present moment. That's how that works. So through music, we collapse the fictitious space, the illusion of separation between what's out there in the external and what's in our internal, those two landscapes, and we merge them into one. And we do that through our physicality and through the headphones and the music and the the narrative that I provide guiding it. Then we came back to the field and the piano was there and we got to lie down and just now that we're in that state of union, of unity, of love, which is unity, we then can just be in that space, express from that place, feel from that space, and just be in that state.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, that's the whole idea of these experiences, is to really feel stuff out, merge the external and the internal, and then just bask in that beingness. Because that's where the healing takes place and, and, and we can just be in touch with that deepest parts of ourselves, which is pure unity and pure love, not just with us, but then with everyone around. You realize that illusion of separation is just that, an illusion, and all of it collapses through the vibration of music. So that's how I think about it. And that's how, what I aspire to create in each one of these um, experiences.
0: Can you tell us more about other experiences that you have kind of, I, I don't know if the right word is like trademarked, but just like experimented yep. with what has worked, what have people said about them? Because I know there's a number of them.
1: So, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you the evolution of them. So, you know, this, this all started, you know, I was playing in concert halls and, and theaters. Um, so more traditionally, right. And then I, I did one in my house where I just brought people and I did a, kind of a, the format was an, you know, an hour long of playing without interruption. And that's really the key. Most of the time you go to a concert, classical, rock, jazz, whatever it is, you go to a concert and the musician will play a piece. They might, it might last three, four, five, ten minutes. Then there's a break, people clap. Then you play another piece, stop, start, stop, start. And for me, I felt like the problem with that is that it kept taking me in and out of consciousness, of connection, and the present moment. I was just kind of being, I didn't have the time to, for my mind to open up and go deep. because mm-hmm. I was always getting pulled out of it by the transition between pieces. So with a mind travel experience, it's completely improvised. It's a real time composition from first note to last note. I play the first note and I don't stop until the end of the whole hour. So the participants, the audience, gets to really go deep and allow their mind to open up like a flower, to blossom without interruption. And that's what the mind wants, and that's what we don't give it most of the time, that uninterrupted time to just explore, reflect, contemplate, and just be. So that's a key element to this, is that the continuous nature of it. And each one that I do is unique because I'm improvising each one. So each one is a new path kind of down the river, if you will. So in, in, in my, uh, in my uh, living room many years ago, I had a group come of friends and friends of friends. And afterwards, I actually videoed. I had a friend video people one by one just to get a sense of what they thought since it was the first time I was doing it. And I was so moved watching these individual videos the next day by how moved they were by how effective it was at allowing them to connect and open up. And that's when I then kind of brought mind travel, which was my own personal practice out into the world publicly. And I immediately had the dream to bring it to Santa Monica beach, which, uh, you know, I live in Los Angeles. So even though I'm from New York, I I had moved to Los Angeles and and the Santa Monica beach is so iconic with the sunset there. And it was just beautiful. But I thought, how am I going to bring a huge piano? You won't even hear it. It'll ruin. Like, how am I going to pull that off? And that's when I had the idea many years ago to do the headphone um, concerts. And so I put the whole audience in headphones. I played an electric piano. And from the outside world, it was totally silent. So it became this wonderful metaphor for opening up our internal world. And each and every person got to explore their own individual kind of world um, and have their own moment, and also look around and realize everyone else was having their own individual, personal, intimate moment, and that we're all doing that together. And that, to me, is this wonderful metaphor for you know the wave and the ocean, right? In you know, in Vedic traditions, the Atman and the Brahman, the the you know the the part and the whole, which are all the same. Mm. And each of us are like this, you know, expression of a wave in the ocean. And there's no distinction between the wave and the ocean. And that's, that's the beauty of us as individuals and as a collective humanity. So now we're at the beach and we have music there. I'm playing live through the headphones. You have nature. Um, and then you have movement where people are able to walk around and everyone has a front row seat. So you have people that are going into the water up until their knees with the headphones on, just feeling that connection while I'm playing, you know, a hundred feet away. And then people come back to the group. So that's the kind of outdoor headphone version of mind travel. And then I said, well, I love hiking and I love, you know, like personally, that's how I process. I go into the mountains and I might go for a couple hours mm-hmm. and, you know, it's great. I also love to hike with friends, but to be honest, I don't love having to chat for three hours straight, right? I mean, how much can you talk about? So I wanted to be with friends, but just be in presence and not have to have the pressure of socializing the whole time. So I tried it. I invited a whole bunch of people on what I called a silent hike. And I put the headphones on them. And I couldn't play live because we were hiking for many miles, but I put a recording on that I curated for that specific hike. And we were listening to the music and I would guide it through a narrative, spoken word, poetry. And now we all were in the zone with a with a soundscape, a soundtrack to this incredible outer and inner landscape. And then we'd get to the top and just take in the view and come back down. And it was just a, transformative experience. Again, the the movement connecting the body and the mind was was really powerful. And even though you think you might feel disconnected because you have headphones on to the people around you, it turns out you feel even more connected because you're all listening to the same thing. You're listening to the same music. You're feeling the same things. And so that's really where the power came from. So that was the silent hike. Uh, We then created silent walks where it wasn't like up a tough mountain trail, but in a, you know, in a park, in a city. And I've done, you know, a couple of tours around the country, bringing this to thousands and thousands of people from Memphis to Detroit, to Miami, to New Orleans, to, to Austin. I mean, all over uh, the country. I was actually on a 70 city tour before COVID hit and had to cancel the rest of the tour, 10 cities in um, because, you know, we just couldn't continue it, but we hope to get back out there and bring it back out. The, the other experience was then taking it to museums. I love artwork, and museums to me are kind of like our secular temples um, in our cities. We go there for reflection and peace and, and imagination. And so I brought it to museums like the, you know, the Museum of Modern Art in New York um, and the Museum of Natural History, uh, to LACMA, to the Getty Museum, and many other museums where we put the headphones on and we go through a silent walk through the museum, taking in the artwork and have it profoundly move us. And so it's not about an art history lesson, but it's about how is the art really moving us? How are we connecting with this expression? Mm -hmm. So that became the museum experiences. And then finally was the underwater uh, concerts, which have been some of my favorite. Um, They're the toughest to produce, but they're worth it. Basically, we put all the participants in a huge swimming pool, and I put underwater speakers in the pool, and then I play the piano, not in the pool, in the side of the pool. (laughs) Underwater. (laughs) uh, Everyone always asks that. I'm like, no, I haven't figured that Mm -hmm. out yet. Um, And then the piano gets piped to the underwater speakers, so you can't even hear it on land. You can only hear it the moment you tip your head back lying flat on the water, weightless. I give people little floats, little uh, pool noodles, you know, the, those little pool noodles. Um, by the way, the day that I purchased, with one click, 400 pool noodles from Amazon was probably one of the happiest and most fulfilling days of my life. <laughs> I highly recommend it to everyone.
0: <laughs> Where do you store those?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I literally have a storage unit for pool noodles, okay? <laughs> I mean. And, and that's true in both Los Angeles and New York. So I actually have two storage units for pool noodles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, because they, you, you can't compress them. They just they, they take up the space they take up. Um, but everybody gets a couple of pool noodles, and they can be completely weightless while the music literally goes through their bodies. Mm. And that's the first half. And then the second half is free movement. So you know you toss the pool noodles aside, and you just swim underwater, all throughout the pool, dancing, moving, um, feeling the music literally go through you. The bass speakers go right through your body. Um, and you, f- you hear the music in this pristine way because music, it, it, um, it, it goes through water even more efficiently mm-hmm. than it does in air. So it's uh, super powerful. It's, it's the reason why whales can communicate 600 miles under the sea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, water is an incredible conductor of, of sound. So those are the experiences and you've done a couple of them. So. I
0: really want to do the underwater one. I, so I am, as you were talking before, anything that you learn, any skill that you learn as a child, it's just, you know, ingrained in you. And I was a born, I would say fish, um, I, you know, got thrown in the water. I've been a swimmer my whole entire life. I have not been able to swim during this time, like, oh, pool time. So yeah. it's, it's pretty hard. But anyways, beyond that, I did um, also synchronized swimming. Oh, and
1: my God. Man, so, It's the hardest thing in the world.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I could even do it anymore. But um, our, sh- like, when we did performances and stuff, um, we had underwater speakers. And yeah. it is so so it is so like weird underwater. Cause it's almost like, it's kind of like you're in a tin can almost.
1: Right. It's a fantasy world, uh, down yeah. there. And I have actually had people, uh, Catherine come to, uh, the experience with their mermaid, um, fins. Mm. So you'll, you'll have to get a pair and, and, and come and come, uh, <laughs> join.
0: I totally want to do that. Oh my gosh. I am sign me up right now. Um, this is, I mean, amazing, and I want to ask you, since your events are kind of on hold right now, how are you expressing to the community to come back together and to really flow again? Um, you know, what what um, what platforms are you using?
1: So when this uh, all came down in March or so, when when things really heated up with COVID, as I mentioned, I was on tour. We were we were ten cities in. I had done ten city tour in 12 days, and we had 60 more cities left, and I had to cancel the rest. It was really heartbreaking. Um, But of course, you know, it was the right thing to do, and we did. Came back to LA, and I huddled with my team, and we said, okay, what are we going to do? And like, you know, many others, we then went virtual with our experiences. And at at first, I was like, I don't know if it's going to translate. I mean, it's something so powerful about, you know, just being with other people for music. But I said, look, we'll try it. We'll see what happens. And I started to do both um, virtual silent walks, meaning that people would log in to – and I've done them in several platforms, but primarily with Instagram and with Zoom. And so people would log in at, a, at the same time, and I would actually go through a beautiful park, botanic garden, you know, there are certain places that, you know, are still available to walk around safely, of course – and I would film them while speaking with my music playing all at the same time, and people can walk in their neighborhoods, right? You don't have to be walking with me to have the experience because you're hearing it all, you know, live stream, and so people would walk around their house, around their corner, around their block in their neighborhood, and um, it. We, we had these events with hundreds of people around the world joining at the same time. And it was just magnificent how that global element of coming together in solidarity um, just really created something special. So it really surprised me how effective they were. I then did actual Mind Travel live stream concerts playing in, from my living room. I have a, you know, I'm lucky to have a beautiful, beautiful piano in my, in my home, which I never get to perform on because it's in my home. So... It was actually nice to be able to perform and share that. And so I've done a whole bunch of those, again, using Zoom or YouTube Live or, or Instagram. And, um, and then we kept um, evolving the experience and creating recordings for people. So even though virtual events are great, a lot of people are still extremely constrained with their time. They have so many commitments, especially with homeschooling kids and, and, and other work commitments. So I created a lot of new recordings for people to then just do it on their own time. Uh, and that includes various um, recordings f- that are guided meditations for sleep, guided meditations, f- you know, just to um, have for different calming experiences um, and um, for focusing at work, creating presence. All of these different recordings that people could just download and do on their own time. Um, the newest uh, online experience we're doing is uh, actually for kids and families or kids at heart. Um, I love coloring and drawing and expressing mm-hmm. that way. Um, I'm not particularly good at it, but I just enjoy doing it. And there's something very powerful, right, to draw because it's in, it seems to be a vehicle for the subconscious to express itself very powerfully. And so I created this experience primarily for kids and families um, called the Mind Travel Coloring Meditation. And we're doing a live one on uh, this 27th of June. So if you're listening to this before June 27th, please join. If you're listening to it after, there'll be an online recorded version of it. And kids get to draw while I play live, while I create this soundtrack of imagination, of creativity. You know, so many of us have this kind of misleading thought that there are creative people in the world and not creative people in the world. And I really want to kind of demystify that and debunk that and state that, all of us are creative beings and just in different ways. And so this kind of allows us to connect with our creative energy and just express. And especially for kids during this time, they're going through so much. Um, I mean, COVID was enough. And now with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything going around, going on around the world, um, there's just a lot for everyone to process, let alone small humans. So, A lot of parents don't know how to talk about that with their kids. Uh, A lot of it just doesn't get discussed. So having an emotional outlet for kids to express themselves through music and through coloring, through creativity, I think is quite powerful and de-stressing and bonding for the family unit as well. So that's the intent of it. And then we'll have, of course, um, versions people can do, recordings they can do on their own.
0: Um, So... You guys can't see me. No one can see me except Murray. But I'm gonna show him right now. He was talking about coloring and something that kind of like lets you get meditative. I am really weird with like um, pen and like like ink drawings, just almost like free flowing doodles, I guess. And so sometimes yeah. I just like whatever I'm feeling, whatever emotion, I'll just start like doodling. Oh my gosh, and stuff. they're gorgeous. And it's, like, it's, like, a whole, I, I would like to say, like, Matisse situation, if you know that artist. Like, like what am I feeling, you know? Like, and I don't know if I'm going to ever do anything with them. Like, maybe I'll make a wallpaper or something someday. But, um, but it's just the aspect of, like, what, like, and, and you were saying the great point about creativity, like, creativity cannot be defined creativity is from your vibration it's like what do you do to express your emotions right and just like me like you know people say like oh like I like to paint and stuff but for me like painting and stuff like I have to be in the right mindset
1: yeah
0: and that's why I love I love I want to incorporate more of the mind travel I just want to do more
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like if the the more active we are with these things, um, they have just a profound exponential effect. So if we're just passive with our processing of life, we only get so far by just sitting back and doing nothing. But if we're journaling, if we're drawing, if we're coloring, if we're listening to music, if there's there's some sensory modality involved in it, meaning we're connecting other senses and our somatic bodies to it, um, even if it's walking – the, bo- the body mind connection amplifies, and the processing is that much more powerful. I mean, there was an incredible study at Stanford University, Catherine, where um, they found that just the simple act of that intentional walking we were just discussing it improves creativity by sixty percent, six zero, not six, six zero. And there's a reason why uh, people like Steve Jobs would do uh, stand-up walking meetings around campus with his executives, right? He he was very well known for that because he was more creative while moving and thinking and and, and walking around. Einstein, I mean, it doesn't get more brilliant than Einstein. He figured out that he went on his daily walks, and during those walks is when he had his thought experiments about the universe and the Mm. nature of the universe and these incredible transformative breakthroughs. By the way, he also turned to music. He was an amateur violinist, it turned out. So he turned to both music and walking um, when he just you know, was stuck with an equation, was stuck with a thought. He just kind of hit a dead end. And he would then change it up by looking to music and, and movement. So that's the kind of um, uh, technique, energy, we're trying to tap into, we are tapping into, and we've seen it work time and time again.
0: Oh my gosh, you just like confirmed my, like, well, it may be that I've totally owned my... Do you know what human design is? Sure, yeah. Okay, what are you?
1: I actually haven't done it myself. Oh, you <laughs> haven't
0: done it yourself. Well, anyways, yeah. I've realized I'm a projector, and so I need the afternoons to really just, like, re-engage like engage with myself. And so I find myself going for walks for, like, it could be like an hour and a half to maybe like even 2 hours and i'm so lucky now that i live in santa barbara i used to live in la but i can just kind of roam around the mission canyon area like the rose gardens and just look around and oh yeah. there's a bird and i hear a i hear you know like something blowing in the wind you know and it's really is like i'll take a picture of something and be like wow you know <laughs> it's like I don't know what's gotten into me. Thank God I live by myself. Cause I don't think people would be able to put up with my like, just daydreaminess um, all of a sudden. But uh,
1: I, honestly, to me, that's the, one of the most important skills that we can cultivate and infuse in our every day. I mean, for me, it's staring at the ceiling in the morning before getting up and mm-hmm. just allowing that time to just be present with my thoughts and with the wandering. Um, uh, I mean, I distinctly remember it as a kid all the time. I was a big, you know, daydreamer looking out the school window, you know, and the and the car window. Um, but it's an important state for us to just be in imagination and not feel like, oh, that's a waste of time. Um, a lot happens there, and it's uh, I think it's something we should embrace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been hearing more and more confirmation about that forever and ever and ever, but um, I know you are probably planning so many amazing com- compositions right now, and just yeah, um, you know, have much to do. So I want to ask you one more question. If you don't have, do you have anything else that you want to add and kind of share of any projects that you're going after right now?
1: Well, I wanted to invite people to um, to really. I want to make it easy for them to just have this experience if they haven't been to a live one. To just you know try it out and see. What it is for them, um, they can go to the website Mind Travel and get a free silent walk. Uh, there's a 20-minute version, and you know, just go for a 20-minute walk around your neighborhood or in your local park or beach, and just see what that experience is like of having the music and the kind of narrative um, guiding you through that presence in the moment through movement and music, uh, and just see what happens. So, a free 20-minute version is available if you'd like to go longer and go deeper in into the inquiry the emotional states the spiritual states there there's a 30 and 60 minute version available separately as well Um, but again we want to make it easy for people so you can just sign up and grab a 20 minute version and hit the road instantly download it and go Um, and there's lots of other you know uh, companions to whether it's sleep meditation and other states um, as I mentioned, if, if this airs before the 27th or on the 27th of June, please join for the family, kids, creative coloring meditation where I'll be playing live and guiding it live. Um, otherwise, there's um, downloadable versions for your kids and family as well on the website, all on
0: mindtravel.com. Awesome. I'm definitely going to download that today for my walk. Um, I have two more questions. One being that. During the state that we are in right now, what are you doing personally to kind of, actually not kind of, to keep you grounded, to keep your vibrational levels at bay Um, apart from your, because you're in LA right now, apart yes. from everything else that's going on around you?
1: Yeah. You know, when I, um, you know, when I wake up, I really, of course, there's the basics of, you know, just taking physical care of myself and you know, when I play, I play two to three hours of piano a day for my own Mm. kind of mental state and being in that flow state and relaxes me. Um, Regardless of that, even more powerful than all, all of that is I always notice when I'm in my kind of happiest during the day or most fulfilled during the day, I'm usually like creating something for someone else or doing something for someone else. And this whole notion of being of service become so infused in all aspects of my life and because each of these things that i do when i'm creating it for others whether i'm doing a live stream whether I'm, i'm creating a new composition and i think about how people are going to benefit from it i mean that just grounds me calms me makes me feel open fulfilled connected um all those things at the same time and it just brings such a kind of profound smile to my face and to my whole body. Um, and it just gives me real purpose. And, um, you know, that's what kind of keeps me going through this and allows me to feel like I'm participating and uh, in, in the solution and not mm-hmm. just sitting back waiting for it to pass.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh We could just absorb so much from you. Okay, last question. Murray, what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success and maintaining a healthy lifestyle?
1: Wow. Okay. So, you know, I do, I believe, that's a good question. I believe that where we ultimately are led, especially if it is purpose-driven, um, is grounded at some earliest point in our own wounding. Mm. So, okay, like for example, for me, I grew up feeling, um, like I didn't belong. I felt out of place. I felt disconnected. So for me, feeling connection became a value very early on in my life. Now, if feeling connection. Right? And of course, feeling connection, creating connection, would then counter this wound of feeling disconnected, a feeling of rejection, a feeling not accepted, a feeling all those things. So, a value for me in my life is creating and feeling connection. Well, if you look at everything I've done in my life, and I've had you know all kinds of things happen, like so many of us, different chapters, but all of it there's a thread line through it, which is creating more connection. And so when you go to a mind travel event, like everybody states they feel so connected internally and connected to those around them, to nature, there's there's threads of connection everywhere. So, you know, we started out the conversation, we talked about purpose. And yeah, of course, if we can go back to our childhood and find something we resonated with, that's a great um, it's a treasure chest of things to look for. But what if someone doesn't have that, right? What if they just didn't have that? They don't, there's nothing from their childhood that they did that they like enjoyed. Um, or they just didn't have a, a really great childhood at all. Well, we look for these values that come from our woundings. And as long as we're doing something now that is resonant with a value that we've created for ourselves, we're going to feel on purpose because we are healing ourselves. And anytime we're healing ourselves by definition, we're healing others. Because there's others with the same human experience that we're going through and you'll find them and they'll find you. So that's how I think about that. And that's what it is for me, right? It's, it's, That idea of of connection is the thread through kind of everything I do, and and you know the music. We know the reason why I play every day is because it reminds me of who I am, Mm -hmm. and and any time I lose connection with who I am, I get myself in trouble.
0: (laughs) I think that's all of us, and you said it perfectly at the end, and we can end on that note. When we, guys, take note of this. I want you to get your pen out. When we heal ourselves, we heal others. That could heal all the problems in the world. Most of them, I would say.
1: It's it's really true. Um, if we all just focused on that,
0: wow. Got chills. Whew. Yeah. Oh Beautiful. my gosh. Well, I cannot thank you enough. I'm so grateful for your time and just like your energy and my eyes are just lit up like little light bulbs here. I have so much to wander and think about and not think about. Um, And I just, I can't wait to experience more mind travel and um, just really just feel more with music and how it's really captivating me and my emotions and my thought patterns. So thank you for your time. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Beautiful.
0: Awesome. Okay, guys. Whew, that was loaded. That was awesome. I could have talked forever and ever and ever. But y'all know where to find me. If you felt like this episode really, really captured your attention in a completely different way than it, you know, you even thought it would. If you feel like this episode would help heal or even just help transform the mind of someone else that you know, please take a snapshot, pass it along in a text to your best buddy or maybe even someone you don't know. Um, Guys, we're here to heal each other by healing ourselves. So it starts with one person to pass the message along. So without further ado, (sighs) I end this podcast with a Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have... Seriously, are your eyes wide open? I have just one more thing to say. Guys, the biggest takeaway I think we could take from this is that look from values from our woundings. Really cultivate the fact that when we heal ourselves, we have absolute, all the power in the world to heal others. Thank you for taking on this journey again with me. And thanks for tuning in each and every single week to the Just Being Honest podcast. Honestly, guys, I could not do it without y'all. So it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Share this with your friends and your family. I so appreciate the support. Love y'all. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest Team, yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait. It's not about searching, it's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit of life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So, do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free and you'll get your first discovery call free.